Dante, welcome back to season two of Brandy for Believers. Woo! <clears throat> so, this is an exciting time. It's an exciting season. I can honestly tell you, at this stage in the game, this time last year, I didn't think that I would be uh, episode 40 episodes in almost and doing book promotion and all of those types of things. But one of the things I've been really, really blessed by is that when you sow seeds of kindness, they come back to you. When I've reached out to people to ask to help and support the book, they do it. And they've, they've said yes, but it's not just because, you know, I asked, it's because they really do believe in the message, okay? I can't stress enough. This is not about the messenger. I'm grateful, I'm a grateful messenger. I'm a, I'm a willing vessel messenger, but it really is about the message of believing bigger. And that message could have come from anybody. So I'm just grateful and honored that God would use me to, to bring that message because it's necessary. And so here, Branding for Believers, the podcast that equips entrepreneurs and influencers to believe bigger in their dreams. Episode 39, this episode is all about new levels, new devils. So the launch team, we asked for 50 people to join the launch team the first day we got about halfway there. So I'm so grateful for that. If the launch team link is no longer working for you uh, by the time this episode airs, I still want your support. Okay, we're still gonna ask for people to commit and to support even through prayer, okay? Prayer is powerful, prayer works. I believe in prayer and so one of the things that, that I noticed, and, and it's appropriately named, New Levels, New Devils, I can share this with you. I feel comfortable sharing this with you. Yesterday, I was offered to go into negotiations for a television deal. And I looked at it, and I was like, ah, screen, called my mama, cried, called Keisha, crying, you know, that whole thing. But New Levels, New Devils when I started to investigate some of the inner workings, when I started to investigate the people, one thing I've always been thankful for is that God gives me a spirit of discernment. Some people call it their spidey senses. When my spidey senses start tingling, I'm like, mm -mm, I've learned, I've, I've, I've gathered enough wisdom to just go with that. And that's a, uh, I tell you that because the more visibility you get, the more visibility your brand gets you will have people coming out of all kinds of places and so when in the previous episode when i said are you really ready for what you're asking for are you also ready for what you're about to attract okay and we're going to talk a lot about that today so our guiding thought for this episode is this we're talking about the prodigal son not long after that the younger son got together all he had and he set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. And this is from Luke 15, 14. So we're gonna talk about in this episode, what money attracts, what money affords, and what money reveals, okay? New levels, new devils. Because when we talk about being successful, let's just be honest, many of us were also, we are really talking about financial wealth. Like, I wanna be set. Okay, I wanna be able to go into my job 
and have like some epic quitting episode. Like you want to hire a camera crew and be like, watch this, this is about to go viral. This is about to go viral because when I'm about to roll out of this piece, okay, it's going to be the stuff of legend, okay? I know because, you know, when you got that kind of money, you do foolish stuff like that. So first of all, let's talk about what money attracts, okay? One of the first things that money attracts is scrutiny. One of the first things that money attracts is scrutiny. I told you, you know, we just recently had this Powerball frenzy and people were all up in arms about this $1.6 billion spending rent money, spending childcare money, spending grocery money, trying to hit this Powerball. And people that were suspected Powerball winners, it wasn't even them, okay? But the people that were suspected Powerball winners, people were camped out on these people's lawn. Okay, uh, news cameras were camped out. People were going through their garbage just because they thought they had won. They just want to get a glimpse of them, okay? So new levels, new devils. When you start to get the kind of money and the kind of success that you know you're praying for and that you really, really want, it is going to attract greater scrutiny. Greater scrutiny, okay? Why do you think uh, TMZ exists, right? TMZ doesn't exist for the average Joe. TMZ exists for the celebrity that you want to be. TMZ is, exists for that. And TMZ doesn't exist to go and bring out your virtues. TMZ exists to bring out your dirt. So when you get to those higher levels, just know that you're going to attract greater scrutiny and, and in, included in the scrutiny from the IRS. You know how many celebrities are in trouble for tax evasion or funny business with taxes and things like that. So you're going to, attract some scrutiny. Another thing that money attracts is opportunist. All of a sudden, people got something to pitch you. Hey, I got this idea, you know, I, I was, you know, uh, what do they say? God led me to you. Um, <laughs> you know, God led me to you, you know, he put it on my heart that I ought to approach you and, um, cause all of a sudden, you know, you get these pitch men, these investors, you got distant relatives, every person you ever borrow money from, all of a sudden, you become someone of opportunity. People that don't, that never knew you before or people that haven't talked to you since the sixth grade. Remember that time my mama let you have that dollar so you get that snow cone? Well, you know, I want to say nothing, but you know, I'm not trying to be petty, but yeah, it attracts opportunists. Uh, when you are, are successful and you start to get money, another thing that it will attract is managers. All of a sudden you start to have people in your life that want to manage your life for you as though up to that point, you weren't doing you know, a well enough job, but now all of a sudden you have people that want to manage your career. Then people want to manage your financial portfolio. Then people want to manage your calendar. Okay, well, um, I can get you appointments here and I can get you appointments there and I can keep this person in and I can get that person out and they want to uh, manage your access. Okay, who has access to you, okay? And they want to manage your communication. So all of a sudden you don't get to see your own emails anymore. Somebody wants to manage that process for you. Now stop me when I'm lying. Stop me when I'm wrong. When you have money, when you have success, new levels, new devils, okay? And it doesn't mean that these people aren't, some of them aren't well-intentioned, but some of them are looking to hitch their train to your caboose. And it's like, well, clearly you can afford to pay it. So, you know, I'm just... I'm just trying to help you out, okay? So keep those things in mind. Another thing that it will attract is exploiters. Now this is a well-documented story. Ryan Reynolds, famous actor, um, he's married to Blake Lively. 
Recently, he revealed that someone in his inner circle, okay, so one of his good friends, because they're a very private couple, you know, they're not one of these flashy, you know, always on the red carpet type of people, but one of his, his good friends and his close circle, okay, was auctioning off pictures of their babies to, to the tabloids. Okay, and it got back to them. So he was talking to people and he was talking to Star and he was talking to Us Weekly and he basically was settled out to the highest bidder. Coming to find out, this was that type of friend that always needed money. It's like, man, I know, I know what I said last time, but I promise you this will be the last time. This will be the last time. No, 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 it's different this time. I really got something going. You know, because when you have money, you attract people that always need money. Okay? Um, you will also attract sad stories okay so then you'll start to hear these stories about people who have sick kids or dying relatives uh evicted family members you know just these hard luck victims of circumstance and the reason why i bring that up and this isn't to say that you shouldn't help people you should absolutely help people but you should be intentional about it okay because the thing is if you help every person that asks, guess what you won't have <laughs> very long okay and so if you help every single person that asks and you're not intentional about it, so for example, if someone has um, leukemia or something like that, and you know, and, and cancer bills are crazy expensive, okay, like thank God for insurance, crazy expensive. But the thing is, is that, okay, once you do that, then that opens doors, okay? Remember I told you a couple of episodes ago, Jesus went viral? Okay, it was because of what he could do for them, okay? He may not have had money, but he had healing power, and for them, that was just as good. So let's talk about what money affords. Here's the thing about money. Money affords everything your heart desires. It does. Think about it. If you're hungry, and you got $5 in your pocket, talk to me, what are your options? You hungry, you got $5. I heard McDonald's, okay? If you got $5 and some change, you can go to Subway. Get yourself a foot long, not a combo meal. You know, if you want a combo, you might have to go back down to the six inch, but you know. But if you got $5 and some change, you might can get a foot long sandwich, okay? Um, but let's say you're hungry and you got $50 in your pocket. Now you got more what? More you got more options, okay? So now, you, now all of a sudden, that with $50 in your pocket, you're looking at McDonald's like, hmm. You may not be going to Ruth Chris, but you're going to, you know, somewhere in the middle, you know, because you have more options, okay? And so what money affords, it affords everything your heart desires, and that's the part that we love. That's the part that we start thinking about, yes, okay? But, okay, but, but, when you have options that were previously not available to you, I want you to think about people who have fallen into this trap. So let's talk Powerball for a minute. Every person that's ever won a lottery, because if you win that lottery on a, on a newsworthy level, okay, millions and millions of dollars, hundreds and millions of dollars, okay, when you've won on that level, you tell me, has every person that's ever won on that level still got their money? Google it. It's well documented. Many of them do not. Many of them are broke, okay? And so again, we start romanticizing. We start romanticizing what life is gonna be when we get to this level. We start romanticizing and making up this fairy tale romance about what things are going to be when we get to that level. But I'm telling you, new levels bring 
new devils, okay? Some of you, you thought you wanted that job, but then you got the job and, well, you thought you wanted that man, but then you got the man and, well, <laughs> you thought you wanted to move into that place, but then you moved into that place and, well, you know, and before we got it, there was this romantic notion about what it was going to be and what it was going to be like, and isn't this going to be awesome? And, well, that's all I can say as well, okay? Because some of you have experienced this in a very real way. Young Hollywood, they've had some very public struggles, okay? So think about your Miley Cyruses, okay? I'm not judging Miley, but Miley has had some very public struggles. Think about Lindsay Lohan. Think about a lot of those Disney kids. I have a little girl, she's very smart, very bright. You know, she's tailor-made for that Disney lifestyle and people keep trying to push me into that direction and I'm like, mm-mm. And then people look at me like I'm crazy. Don't you want your daughter on TV? Don't you want your daughter to be famous? Don't you want your daughter? She can pay for her own college. New levels, new devils because I want you to tell me about a Disney kid. It's, it's, it's a, a, a handful of exceptions, a handful of exceptions, because quite a few of them have had some very public struggles, okay? And so when you can afford everything that you want at a very young age, can't nobody tell you nothing, okay? So you may not be chronologically young, but some of you are young spiritually or lack maturity. And when you're young spiritually or have spiritual immaturity, that can cause God to freeze your inheritance. So the prodigal son, he came to his dad and he said, look dad, I know I'm supposed to get my money when you die, but um, I want my money now. And some of us are like that. Don't we talk to God like that? Like, look, I know that there's like a mansion in heaven and all that good stuff, but I'm gonna need that down here and I'm gonna need it pronto, okay? Okay, and if we're being honest, some of us are just spiritually not in a place to be able to receive the inheritance that we want. This young man was not in a place spiritually to receive and his dad gave it to him. His dad could have said, off with your head, I banish you from the kingdom. I mean, like he could have put him out, but he didn't do that. He said, okay, son, that's what you want. That's the life you think you want. I'm gonna let you have it. But then he blew through the money, found himself broke, and then all the friends that he had when he had money were nowhere to be found when he was broke. And so let's be honest, because I've done this. How many of you have ever blown through money? You got a little something, something. Some of you got a lot of something, something. And when you looked it, you just really didn't have anything to show for it. Okay, that's what happened to this young man. Didn't have anything to show for it. Again, we romanticize what's gonna happen when we get some money, but many of us have had that opportunity and you can just look at your track record and be like, see, yeah, what had happened was, okay? Notice what your bank does, okay? So in the States, when your bank starts to notice unusual activity on your account, you know what your bank will do? They will freeze your access to the account. Okay, so some of you, you might be at Target, you might be at Walmart, and you go to buy something, and it's coming back declined, and all of a sudden you have that moment where you clutching the pearls like, uh-uh, uh-uh, because I got paid yesterday. I know it's money in the bank, okay? But maybe before you got to Target and Walmart, maybe you went to a flea market, 
or maybe you went to a farmer's market where they were doing like a lot of square transactions instead of normal uh, point of sale transactions that come from a big box store. So when the bank starts to notice some unusual behavior, the bank will freeze access to your account as a safety measure. Now it might be inconvenient. It might be embarrassing because sometimes we want to come back and screenshot and show the cashier and everybody that was in line before us, no, I have money. Okay, like <laughs> let me just tell you, according to this app, I have the funds, okay? Don't think that I don't have the money because I do have the funds, okay? But the thing is, is that the bank does this as a security measure and sometimes we think God is holding things back from us when he's really holding you back from yourself. He's frozen your access because he says, you know what, boo, I know you better than, than you know you. I know you better than you know yourself. I know that if I gave you this type of money, and I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm just gonna be totally transparent. One time, I was working on this deal with a celebrity and I was all excited about it. FYI, don't ever count money before it hits the bank. But the deal on the table was a close to six figure deal. Let me tell you something. I don't wear gym shoes. I'm not a sneakerhead. I, I can't call myself that. I don't have a collection of Yeezuses and, and Air Force Ones and, and Jordans. Like, I just, I don't wear gym shoes. But when I thought this six-figure deal was on the table, babe, <laughs> all of a sudden I'm on the internet scrolling, looking at these, you know, $234 gym shoes. I'm like, I'm just going to treat myself. You know, I'm just going to treat myself. And, you know, God right there, he was like, see, right there, okay? Because what money affords, when all of a sudden you have options and access to things that you never had before, sometimes you just don't make wise decisions. Let's go back all the way back to Hurricane Katrina, okay? FEMA had given $500 visa cards, okay, to families who had lost everything, everything. As my granny said, you didn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. You had lost everything. You don't have milk, butter, egg, sugar, or a fridge to put it in. And instead of buying those basic necessities, deodorant, toilet tissue, some folks was out buying purses and jeans and TVs. And because it's government funds, of course, they tracked all of those purchases. And, you know, it, it just made some folks look bad in the process. And you like, what? You don't have basic necessities and you out buying clothes, you know, high-end clothes, Louis Vuitton, come on. So what money, what money affords, it, it, it will afford things that you don't previously have access to and that's not always a good thing. What money reveals, money reveals your true character. It does. Money reveals your true character because whether you have a little or you have a lot, when people come asking for it, the way that you feel about it, okay, it says something about your character, okay? Money reveals your true character. The word says where your treasure is, your heart is also. Okay, so a lot of times, and I never get this deep with my clients because, you know, I stay in my lane, but a lot of times when my clients say, you know, I don't have the money or I can't afford or whatever, I'm so tempted to say, bring me your last three months of bank statements. Bring them. I bet you, I bet you. I will find Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, Panera, uh, Target this, and you know, don't get me wrong, Target, you know, those are our essentials and things like that, but you know how I go. You went to Target for toilet tissue and then you walked out with 
house shoes and matching pajamas and all of a sudden like, oh, but they had loafers on sale and all that other type of stuff. So, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, where your treasure is, where you spend the bulk of your money, where you spend the bulk of your time, how you expend the bulk of your talents, that's where your heart really is. And so money reveals your true character. And the question is this, if you can't manage your $40,000 salary, what you gonna do with $4 million? I'm not saying that to cut nobody. I'm not saying that to judge nobody. Okay, because I've already had this conversation with Shantae. Okay, when I sit up there and had to ask myself like, I mean, Lord, come on. I mean, you know, I do tithe, okay? Um, but then I have to look back at some uh, at, at my track record, okay? You know, I have to look back at, you know, some things that, that, that made my credit score take a hit. And I'm like, okay, I remember, <laughs> okay? And a lot of times we say, oh, but that was then. Sometimes we think that we have changed and then something happens and then we realize we're not as far along that path as we thought we were along the path of change. But see, he knows that before you did. Okay, so he's not trying to be punitive. Okay, but the fact of the matter is, is that when you're ready for it, you'll receive it. And for those of you that, that have children, how many of you would give your small child a large sum of money? Why not? Why don't you give little kids hundreds of dollars? They won't be responsible. You know, they, they won't manage it well. I made this mistake once. I was a rookie mom. I'll admit it. You know, my child come asking me for money for the Christmas bazaar. I should have given her $5 because that's what I was expecting her to spend. And I gave her $20 expecting to get back $15. But when she came home at five years old with no change and Swiss Miss cocoa packets and a bag of empty candy wrappers and some little ornament made with popsicle sticks, I was looking at her like, and, uh, what now? <laughs> Where's my change? Okay, but that was my fault. Okay, my child did not understand the value of a dollar which is also my fault, okay? So I should, I know, I knew this, okay? And so, you know, God is not being punitive. He knows us better than we know ourselves. If you can't, you know, he's, and he says, he says, if you've been faithful over a few things, I will bless you with many things. So I'm gonna challenge you in this episode, look at what you have and be faithful with what you have, okay? Be faithful over a few things, he'll bless you with many things. And I wanna challenge you also, if an angel investor, so angel investors are people that have, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars at, at a time, capital investors that are willing to invest in a startup, in a project, in a company. If an angel investor came and said, I have two and a half million dollars to invest in a business, show me your plans for how you're gonna scale operations. How many of you could whip the plan out right now? Angel investor says, I got the money. You tell me you got this great business. You tell me you got this great dream. You tell me you got this great venture. Where's your plan for operations? Where's your plan for scaling up? How many of you got it? Most of us don't. But we think like, oh, $2.5 million, child please, if I had $2.5 million, it would be own. Own is not a descriptive term. <laughs> own is not a business plan. Own is not a, this is what I plan to do with my time. This is who I'm going to hire. This is how it's going to affect the bottom line. This is how it's gonna bring about a return on investment. This is how you're gonna get your two and a half million dollars back, Mr. Angel Investor, okay? Cause when they invest in you, that's not free money. 
they want their money back. Okay, they want a return on their investment. So if you can't pull out your two and a half million dollar plan on demand, then again, spend some time working on that plan. Money also reveals your level of preparedness. So let's learn some lessons from the prodigal son. The prodigal son was a spender. He was not an investor. He spent, okay? And unfortunately, a lot of us tend to fall into that pattern, you know, is that when payday comes, you know, and it's, not a, it's, it's two weeks until the next payday, how many of us have the bulk of our check left by the time that second two weeks rolls around? Okay, usually by the time the two weeks rolls around, that, that money is already spent in your head. You already know what you're gonna buy, what you're gonna spend it on, what, you got, what bills you gotta pay, like it's already spent, okay? So the prodigal son was a spender, not an investor. He did not have a contingency plan, so when he went out there kicking it, partying like a rock star, it didn't occur to him, maybe I ought to put some things aside for a rainy day. Maybe I ought to have a nest egg. Maybe I ought to, you know, have some backup, a backup plan. Um, no backup savings. He didn't anticipate the lean times. If you are, are thriving and you're successful in your business right now, that's awesome. But you can't be naive enough to think that it's going to be like that all the time, okay? Because recessions happen, okay? People's money does get funny. Emergencies happen. People have car accidents and all of a sudden they have to pay deductibles that they hadn't planned on paying when they thought about paying you. Things happen, okay? How many of you have gotten an unexpected bill in the mail somewhere like, what the what? The what? Who? A ticket? The yeah, red light tickets are the devil. New levels, new devils, okay? Um, the red light tickets are the devil. So these things come out of nowhere and all of a sudden you have to come out of $100, $200 that you just had not anticipated. And the prodigal son did not anticipate how unwilling people are to help you when they feel like you don't need it. So here's the thing, when you get your money or you reach a certain level of status and all of a sudden, you know, you red carpet popping and you flossing and all of a sudden it look like you rubbing elbows and you bust bestie booze with Lala and all these high-end people and things like that. When things get tight for you, people are like, oh, go to your, uh, go to your rich friends, go to your red carpet homies. What you coming over here for? Okay, because you know, People tend to have a, a, a little trace of hateration. People, people tend to throw a little bit of shade, okay? And, and more times than not, they'll be like, mm, look at you now, okay? So not everybody is, is necessarily, you know, that's in your, in your circle, not necessarily in your corner. Another thing, questions I want you to ask yourself at the end of this episode. What does your next level look like? So if we're talking about new level, new devils, what does that next level look like for you? Write that out, envision that. It's like, man, we're going to that next level. We're going to that next level. Again, next level is not a descriptive term. What does the next level look like for you? And get this and hear me. The next level for you is probably not going to look like the next level for the person next to you. Stay in your lane, okay? Some of you, we are at all different places in this journey, okay? What is the next level for you? And your next level doesn't have to look like somebody else's next level. That's perfectly okay. Second question, what devils might you anticipate as your brand or business grows? Like I said, I wasn't anticipating, you know, somebody want to talk TV and things like that, you know, and even though in the right context, that's a blessing. It's nothing that I've asked for, you know, in the right context, it's a blessing. But I also have to keep in mind that not everybody that comes knocking at the door necessarily has my best interest at heart. 
Okay, so sometimes you have to anticipate what are going to be the devils at this level. Um, other questions that you need to be asking yourself is, who am I sewing into to be able to manage operations when I need to take time off? Let me tell you something. If you are a solopreneur, your business is not scalable. If you are the only one, if you're the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, and your business cannot run without you, your business is not scalable and it's not desirable for acquisition, if those are your dreams, if those are your aims. Case in point, when Steve Jobs got sick, when he initially got the cancer diagnosis and, and went public with it, Apple stock tanked. They were like, whoa. Because everybody knew, everybody in the tech industry knew, Steve is the brains behind this operation. If something is happening to Steve, this business is gonna go under. So Steve had to begin to groom people, okay, in his, in, in his shadow to begin to pull them up so that if something happened to him, the business would keep going. If your business can't function without you, then maybe that's what your next level looks like. Okay, so for example, I know a lot of, of, of stylists, they start off in the salon, but their ultimate goal is to, you know, be able to, all right, I just want to come around, make sure everybody is okay. Collect my booth rent, and I'm out, <laughs> okay? A lot of people that, that want to have um, like restaurateurs and things like that that have like a number of, of restaurants, they're not, in, they're not in the kitchen cooking in all of those restaurants. What they have done is they, as the head chef, have groomed several sous chefs, okay, so that a sous chef will eventually be ready to become the executive chef. And once they have an executive chef in place who knows the food, that understands the operations, the front of the house and the back of the house, then they slide off the scene and begin to have that sort of time freedom. And so a lot of times the reason why we kind of are stuck at this level is because we don't understand there's no I in team. You can't do this by yourself. And it's like, well, it's hard to get people. Well, it's hard to pay people. You know what? I, all I can say is if it's God's will for you, he will equip you. He will provide. I'm a witness to that. I'm a witness to that, okay? People coming out of the, the woodwork asking to help me or volunteering and I'm grateful for that for that work and that for that help and that support so much good stuff um, Dr. Shantae I really appreciate this um, specifically when you were talking about um, focusing this year on spiritual versus systems because systems are something that will work it's easy to work but for me I think that um, spiritually for me, God is just like, you're just spiritually not in that place, Shanita, because I feel like we have this like weird relationship. I love it because he's always like, nope, you're not ready. And he's just constantly training me. So constantly wanting to be in tune with what he has planned for my life and being spiritually ready. So I really appreciate the spiritual aspect of how we can be great business women as we pursue and move forward to our, our goals. So I thank you for that. No, thank you. You know, and it takes balance because the thing is, a lot of times people think that money buys happiness. It doesn't. Do you know how many rich people are miserable? You know how many rich people, you know, have taken their lives? And, and, and it, it doesn't guarantee happiness. There has to be a balance. And so I just want to make sure this season that I'm also, as I'm preparing you strategically, that that balance is there. 
I really appreciate what you had to say about managing salary. Like if you can't manage $40,000, then how can you manage for a million? And I know for me and other entrepreneurs, you know, you want more people to have your product or your brand. And just two weeks ago, I was like, man, I want more people to, you know, know about what I'm doing. And I felt guys say, well, well, how are you treating the ones who already know about it? Like, are you responding to their comments on Instagram? Are you following up with a thank you? Are you being um, consistent and faithful over what I've given you? And so that was just a confirmation, like focus on what God has already given us. And then as people come, it, he'll, he'll make it grow. I love that you said that. How many of you have ever um, seen a business that will give incentives to the new customers? So if you're a new customer, cable company that shall remain nameless, then you you get all kinds of perks and you know you got these packages, you know, for two years for 99 bucks a month. And then if you're an existing customer, they like, oh, we already got you. You know, you you can't you can't treat people that way. You you can't do people like that. You know, when you are faithful and, and you engage people where they are, the ones that do support you. Because see, here's the thing about it. My podcast is not the most popular podcast on iTunes, but you know how much I appreciate the ones that do take the time to listen to me every week? And I mean, all over the world, in the UK and in Saudi Arabia. And I'm like, for real? Me, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for that because you just never know how you're going to touch somebody. And especially, you know, in countries where, you know, faith-based is really not that popular. I'm grateful, you know, I don't know what risk they have to take in order to be able, you know, to just to listen in. So to be able to inspire people that way, you do have to be, be faithful over them. And if you don't know the value of $1, you won't know the value of a million dollars. You know, that's just real. Sometimes, you know, we, we, we overlook, you know, the twos and fews because it's not that big pop of money. But let me tell you something about twos and fews. Barack Obama won the first presidential election on twos and fews. According to the federal government, your, you, your max campaign contribution is, I believe, $1,000 to $1,500. That's the max. So a lot of his competitors came out right out the bat having these big $1,500 plate dinners. You know, like, let's get that big money early. Let's get that big money early. And they did get a lot of big money early. But the campaign trail is a long race. I remember Barack Obama used to send emails saying, can you give $5? Can you give $10? Can you give... Well, when you have millions of people giving $5 here, $10 there, that means in the last stretch of the race, his contributors had tons of money that they still had to give, whereas his competitors had maxed out. Okay? So don't, 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 don't sleep on the twos and fews, okay? Anybody in here is a Netflix subscriber? Yes. Now I want you to do the math on Netflix has 50 million subscribers. $8 a month. Somebody do that math real quick. You pull out your phone. Let me see if I can, can get a number real quick. 50 million times eight. $400 million a month. You hear what I said? A month. And Netflix as a company are some of, they pay some of the highest salaries of any Fortune 500 company. Netflix pays quite well. Why? 
twos and fews. <laughs> okay, so so don't don't overlook, you know, the twos and fews. It might not be the big pop of money, okay? But when you grow your following and you engage the people and you say thank yous and you spotlight them and things like that, it will definitely pay dividends. As always, you can tweet your reflections, your takeaways, your aha moments. I'm always listening. I do respond on Twitter, on Instagram. That is a wrap for today's episode. I appreciate you and I will see you guys next time. Thank you for watching and listening Branding for Believers. You can get all of today's show notes at brandingforbelievers.com and you can follow Dr. Shante on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante Says. And don't forget to tune in for the next episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening.